Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Welcome in San Diego, it's Jade Hindman. The new president and CEO of the San Diego Housing Commission talks about creating affordable housing. This is Midday Edition, connecting our communities through conversation. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program. Shaping the next generation of data-driven problem solvers. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. The San Diego Housing Commission is the city's affordable housing agency. It administers the city's homelessness and affordable housing dollars, which funds housing projects and shelters, as well as rental assistance. Well, last December, city leaders selected Lisa Jones to be the commission's new president and CEO. She spoke with Midday Edition producer Andrew Bracken about the crisis the city faces in securing safe, affordable housing for all San Diegans. Here's that conversation. So you've been with the commission for about six years now. What are your priorities in this new role? Well, uh, really to strengthen our partnerships, reach some of our community-based organizations throughout our city that um, we can build partnerships to better reach underserved populations. Obviously, a huge focus on how we can further affordable housing development, as well as preserve existing affordable housing and naturally occurring affordable housing. And now the Housing Commission didn't always provide homelessness services. I'm curious, you know, what have you learned or or rather, what has surprised you as the agency has moved into this direction more? Well, I think it's um, how important it is to have multiple partners in the space. I don't know if that's a surprise, but it certainly is a key ingredient to being successful. There's enough work here for all of us and having the political leadership and the political will to commit the funds that need to be there and also Frankly, the partners and the staffing to do the work is going to be critical. And, and, and frankly, staffing is going to continue to be a, a big concern as we ramp up efforts across our community. Now, yours is a city agency. And as we know, homelessness is a problem across San Diego County. I think it's something San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria made quite a point of last year. How do you plan to coordinate and work with other cities in the county? Well, some of the things that we do is often honestly offer our expertise and our own experience with um, standing up programs, with identifying best practices, things that work well, things that can work better, with navigating what can sometimes feel like a, a complex homeless crisis response system. A lot of what we can do to support other cities and the county is provide sort of support and resource and technical assistance on what we've learned and then help them stand up their own programs. 
And would you say your focus more now is on building more shelters or building more affordable housing? So um, we know the mayor's administration is very focused on shelter, and we certainly support those efforts because crisis response is what we need right now with so many people um, experiencing homelessness on the streets. But what we really need is prevention and long-term housing options, and it's certainly going to be a big focus of the commission in our advocacy work for state funding, for federal funding, and really bringing in more dollars to support that. Our big focus is going to be around prevention and furthering long-term affordable housing options, also while we continue to support and administer some of the city's shelter programs. And on those affordable housing options, I mean, what's really a bigger challenge for your agency? I mean, is it building those affordable housing options or helping families pay rent? So helping families pay rent can go a long way, particularly from a prevention aspect. Um, it's less expensive and it's less traumatic for the family. But you know, our arena numbers make it very clear as a city and as a county that we need more housing production. So housing production, looking at densification of our own existing um, housing properties and communities that we already have is really something that's on our minds. How can we create more housing on existing sites and really looking at how we can advocate for additional assistance at a federal level so that we have the resources to help further affordable housing development, whether it's our own densification or whether it's partnering with our affordable housing developers. So we've touched on this. San Diego has a severe housing shortage. It's fallen far behind its production goals. Here is how San Diego City Council member Kent Lee put it late last year. The fact is we are significantly behind on housing production. Our home prices are rising at one of the highest rates in the nation, while only 62 total units of moderate income housing were approved in 2021 and 2022. We are even further behind on developing very low-income housing, where 645 units have been permitted, just 1.5% of the 27,000-plus units required to meet state guidelines by 2029. At this rate, the city's annual production will have to more than triple to more than 16,000 units per year and stay that high for six years, a pace that the city hasn't achieved in any recent memory. So there's a lot there. Where do you start in this new role? I mean, this sounds like a big hole to fill here. It's a sobering, those are sobering statistics, right? And I think I talked a little bit about this when I spoke to city council is we have some hard work ahead. And to a large degree, as a state, as a city, we're seeing it federally, we're heading into some times of, of more restricted funding. In order to further affordable housing, we need those tax credit resources, we need voucher resources, and those are both limited. We're going to have to get really creative on how we continue to produce affordable housing, Densification is certainly part of that. Also more mixed income communities where we're doing affordable workforce and then 80 to 120% AMI is probably one of the things that we're going to have to look at so that we can sort of spread those resources and get those new units online. But frankly, we have some challenges ahead. And, um, you know, a lot of the work around streamlining zoning processes and planning processes, that alone isn't going to solve that. We also need more tax credit resources. And, and frankly, we need more voucher funding. And how is the agency supporting seniors and veterans, which we know particularly populations that are at risk of homelessness, how are they approaching finding affordable housing for them? When you develop affordable housing, you always are looking at the different populations that can be served. Uh, we want to make sure that we have single room occupancy units, that we have 
one bedrooms that we have two to three bedrooms for families. So you want to look at a variety of housing options to meet those different needs. But when you're thinking of special populations like veterans or seniors, you also want to have the strong partnerships with the service providers who can make sure that once they're in a unit, they have the resources and the services to have long-term housing stabilization. So those partnerships are critical. And the Housing Commission, you know, it has received scrutiny for its distribution of housing vouchers. There's currently a 10-year wait list for families. Can you break down that process for us and how much these vouchers actually cover? So we have an allocation from HUD of just around 16,500 vouchers. We are overleased for our vouchers at about 104%. And what that means is we're actually serving more households than the Department of Housing and Urban Development gives us funding for. So we are able through a variety of different initiatives to serve a little bit more. And we've been able to do that for a number of years. Unfortunately, as rents increase, our costs increase and they don't increase, our funding doesn't increase equivalent to those cost increases. So frankly, right now, um, an average household is costing us about $1,288 a month. In 2019, that was closer to 870. We've seen our average household voucher cost go up by 47%. So it's not that we are holding on to vouchers that are not available to folks. In fact, we are serving more households than we get from the federal government. The Housing Commission does not determine that number. That number is determined through a federal calculation and legislative action. Um, so it's. I think we're doing a lot with what we have, and we've been able to do that for quite some time. We do have ongoing concerns at being able to continue to overlease and oversupport the number of households um, due to the cost of our rental market increases, to be honest. And you mentioned the costs there. I mean, do we know how many families are actually in need of vouchers at this point? What we hear from uh, the federal government is that only one out of every four or two out, depending on the mix, population mix, two out of every four households that needs a voucher actually has one across the country. And we know that our wait list here is over a, well over 100,000 households right now, and we have a 10 to 12 year waiting list. As costs continue to increase and it costs more and more to support an individual family, those waiting list times could potentially get even longer. You know, you touched a little bit on some of the prevention programs the commission's involved with. I think you mentioned some some rental subsidies. What other types of programs are you looking at going forward in your new role? So I talked a little bit about our prevention programs. There are a variety of ways to provide prevention. Sometimes they're very short term, you know, injection of resources and funds. It stabilizes fairly, people fairly quickly. We also are piloting a program that was funded through San Diego City Council Action in July of 2022, which is really a shallow subsidy program. So it's a fixed subsidy for up to 24 months, which is really focused on stabilization. That pilot is telling us a lot and around sort of what people's different needs are and the different populations we need to target. As we hone in on this work, really creating programs that meet specific needs of special populations is going to be how we effectively spend dollars. We spend what we need to, but we don't spend too much. And we really are sort of that gap in a crisis period until people can stabilize again. That really, I think, is the future of slowing down um, the number of people hitting our homeless crisis response system. And finally, you know, what resources does the Housing Commission offer that you'd like to share with our audience? What should they be aware of that um, the Housing Commission does here? So I think um, things that often get missed are prevention programs. There's a lot of opportunity to stabilize people in housing before they end up experiencing that homelessness crisis. 
we have a Housing First San Diego hotline, and we also have a 211 San Diego. If you call 211 San Diego and say that you're in a housing crisis and are about to lose your housing in the city of San Diego, they can connect you to our Housing First San Diego hotline and our prevention programs. I think it's critically important that people are aware that the best resource is to keep people in their housing when they can and, and stabilize them. And so that resource, going through 211 or going through our website and accessing our Housing First San Diego email address are great ways to try to stabilize folks. I will also say that many of the folks experiencing homelessness have children, are seniors, they are your neighbors. They're potentially your children, your brother, your mother, your parents. Anybody can experience a housing crisis, and you know we really need to continue to address this considerable issue with compassion, understanding. That was Midday Edition producer Andrew Bracken speaking with Lisa Jones, President and CEO of the San Diego Housing Commission. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more mcasd.org.